Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here you'll learn about how to grow your home building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. This podcast has really turned into a movement and community of people who want to grow personally and professionally. Here we bring you some of the best marketing, sales, and business minds in the industry so you can elevate your business. All right, let's dive into the show. Happy clients, more profits, less stress. That's the trifecta of the construction business. We all want that, right? Well, after working and talking with hundreds of builders and remodelers over the past two years, BuildBook has discovered the one common ingredient that determines the success of your construction business, the client experience. Yes, if you drop the ball anywhere in the client experience from the first impression to the final payment, things get super messy super quickly. BuildBook has spent the past several months developing the first-of-its-kind platform that focuses on helping you deliver throughout the client journey the one thing standing between you and achieving the trifecta of construction. It starts with marketing tools to attract the right leads, add in sales tools so you can win the best projects, and finish with project tools that knock your client's socks off. If you're looking for an unfair advantage in your business, this is it. Head on over to buildbook.co now to try it free for yourself. That's buildbook.co. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, and welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. In this episode, we are doing things a little bit differently. If you're watching this on video, you can see we've got a new setup here in the new office, which we're pretty excited about. If you're listening to us via audio, it probably sounds the exact same. So, <laughs> But I am joined today by Nicole Raymond. Nicole, welcome. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm excited because today we're going to dig into the State of Remodeler Marketing Report. And every year we do the State of Home Builder and State of Remodeler Marketing Reports. Before we get into the data, Nicole, what are those all about? Yeah, so each year we take a look at data from home builders and remodelers across the country. So we're actually surveying these home builders and remodelers and collecting that data from them about their marketing and sales practices currently and what they're hoping to do in the next year. And then we're compiling that data into the reports. So this is really helpful for home builders and remodelers across the country. They can download this report. They can get all of this information from what their peers are doing. Yeah, very cool. And I think when we first started, I don't know, how many years ago was that? Do you remember? I believe our first one is in 2017. 2017. Okay. So we're a few years in and now we're collecting more and more data. So the reports are getting better and better. But I also feel like you kind of start to uncover some of those year over year trends, which has been really fun to see. How many people took the survey this year for the remodeler report? Yeah, it was over 300. So we had, it was just over 300. I want to say it was around 310 took the two report surveys. Which is good. You know, I don't know what the statistical requirement is for some of this data, but uh, I think the first year we had like 50 or something like that. And so now we're getting to a point where we feel like this data is super actionable for people. Nicole, I guess, what's something that stood out from the report this year that people should be aware of going into next year? So the thing that stood out to me the most was probably the marketing priorities. So we have done the remodeler report in 2019. So looking at that data, 
and what the priorities were for remodelers last year and looking at the priorities for remodelers this year uh, was really interesting because it's very similar. So Mm -hmm. people are focusing on the same type of things year over year uh, in terms of marketing. So not a lot has changed. Whenever I see data like that, I always think, okay, did nothing change because nobody took action on their priorities from the last year or did nothing change because actually there hasn't been like a big disruptive trend? Could you get a feel for if it was one of those or the other? (laughs) Yeah, so I have the report here. So I'll take a look at the report here. So the top marketing priorities were continuing to convert leads to customers, which is is pretty much a general generalized item growing traffic to the website and proving ROI of marketing activities in that order. So those are, those are people's top marketing priorities. And I think that, like I said, you know, some are just general like business goals that people have, but definitely proving the ROI of marketing activities is something that is easily improved upon and also converting those leads to customers and growing traffic to the website. Yeah. I feel like the, tracking and reporting piece that always comes up in the reports. And it's so interesting because you think in marketing and sales, whenever you're involved in those activities, you'd think that you would always be trying to track that data. But there does seem to be a sticking point in there for a lot of companies where they say every year, one of the top priorities is got to track my marketing efforts, but then it continues to come up. And so any guesses on to why, why that is, like why people still are struggling to track their efforts? Yeah, I think my main guess is that a lot of remodelers are busy in the day-to-day and they're not setting aside that time to properly track their you know, ROI on their marketing efforts uh, and seeing what's working and what's not. So you know, numbers are really important in, in construction and remodeling and things like that, but they're also important in your marketing and it's important to check those so that you're not wasting time or money on items. Yeah, I find, you know, I talk to a lot of remodelers just on the phone every week and talking about their marketing efforts and also their sales efforts. And I find that a lot of times they try something for a few months, then cancel, try something for a few months, then cancel. And I feel like a big part of the cancel part of that is that before they try whatever it was they were going to try, they didn't take that added step to put in the tracking mechanism. And I feel like that funnels into kind of what you're talking about here. But it's so important to just say, hey, I'm going to try blogging an SEO, or I'm going to try direct mail, or I'm going to try this home show. You know, It doesn't matter, but there's always a way to track your results from that. And especially with digital today, you can, you can get so much data. Yeah. It's become a lot easier, especially with digital marketing. You know, you can see how many people are clicking certain things. You can see where they're going in your website, all of that important information. Yeah. So in the top priorities, you also said converting leads to sales was one of them. And then the other one was driving traffic to the website. Let's talk about driving traffic. I have some guesses as to why I think that was a top priority, but why do you think that that's so important for people going into next year? Things are changing. (laughs) So uh, we've been talking about this for years, but you know, it's not people coming to you directly through the phone uh, anymore. There's still a lot of referrals and things like that, but a lot of people before they even, you know, they have a minor glimpse about remodeling. They think that they might want to do it. So they're Googling. You know, they're looking at search engines. They're not necessarily calling you right away. They're looking for content that they can consume and learn more and figure out, you know, what they want to do before they talk to a remodeler. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that I think you're probably right on that one. I part of me wonders if people associate driving traffic with generating leads and they think, oh, if I just get more people to the website, I will have more leads. So part of me wonders if some of the like behind the scenes of that data is somebody saying, yeah, I need more website traffic, but they're really saying I need more leads. But obviously the first step is getting people there. And the other one that always comes up is that leads to sales. Mm -hmm. So as marketers, I feel like we're always going, well, once the lead's been generated, like, hey, sales, that's kind of in your bucket. But today with digital and with automation, you can do a lot to influence that via marketing. So what are some things that people should be thinking about from a marketing standpoint? If you're not in a sales role, how can you influence that lead conversion from, from lead to sale? Yeah, so definitely nurturing. We talk about this a lot too. So you're getting a contact from your website. Maybe they're not ready to buy it. You know, maybe they're just doing some, some initial research. So nurturing them through emails, helpful content, creating videos, how-to videos. That was one of the major priorities for this year. But just things that continue to help educate your, your prospects and getting them further down that funnel. Yeah, the email is still one of those things I feel like that comes up all the time where people are a little bit concerned to email their list all the time, or they're just concerned that they're going to bug somebody. But it's proven, you know, email is still one of the most powerful channels, especially if you write your emails in that kind of one-to-one fashion. I feel like you actually put yourself in a much better spot and you become top of mind. Yeah, you're connecting better with your audience, which is what they want in our modeler. They want that trust. So Yeah, because most often communication is just like thrown to the wayside in this industry. So if you just, you know, bring your level up to here, you know, you're you're doing good. So what else was inside the report that we should be talking about? So one of the other areas that we uh, uncovered some interesting information was in the marketing content and strategy section of the report. So we found that the top priorities for remodelers was growing SEO and organic presence, as well as blog content creation. Yeah, and that lines up nicely with the priority of growing traffic, because typically you're going to see content and SEO are going to be two of your more powerful drivers for for growing traffic. Why do you think those kind of rose to the top? Because I think if we were to go back and look at the early years, SEO and blogging were like super discounted. People are like, I don't know about those things. I don't see the value. But why do you think those are top this year? Yeah, I think it all goes back to the the way that things are changing. So those people, you know, searching in Google, people are looking for their remodelers in search engines and remodelers are figuring that out and realizing that they really need to, you know, step up their game in terms of organic content so that they can be found better. And the same goes with blogging. I mean, these two things really go hand in hand. Blogging is creating more content, more keyword research and things like that, diving into SEO to get to that top spot on Google. Yeah, it's funny. It makes me think about some of the the early years of doing this and helping remodeling companies. I would be talking to companies. I'd say, hey, let's focus on some blogging. Let's focus on some SEO. This is how you can drive more business. And pushback that I would get was, Hey, I don't actually think that people looking to do a high-end project, you know, 100,000, 200, 500,000 actually use Google for that. They talk to their friends, they, you know, get a, a direct referral. And I think you're right. Like things have changed, but also 
everyone's kind of figured it out that actually, yeah, it's very common for somebody to do a Google search, read some reviews, and then sign up for a $300,000 remodel project. And I think that happened less often, you know, five, 10 years ago, but it's very commonplace now. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with uh, the rise of social media in the last decade or so too, people are going to social even to uh, find out, you know, who should I be doing my remodeling project with? The more time I spend in the marketing business, the more I realize that marketing isn't just about your website, signage, social media, and print collateral. Marketing really sits across every part of your business. It starts with your brand, your signs, your website, but it continues on through the sales process. How you present yourself and your company on a sales call incorporates marketing. And just as importantly, how you deliver your service to your client is marketing. The feelings that they have in the middle and the end of the project are big factors in determining whether they will spread the word about you. At the end of the day, marketing across the entire customer lifecycle is really tough. That's why I love what BuildBook is up to. They've been working hard to bridge those gaps and solve those problems. Their new tools start on the marketing side, continue into the sales conversation, and finish with the project. Get these three elements working together and your business will be humming along. Happy clients, more profits, less stress. If you're aiming for the trifecta of the construction business, head on over to buildbook.co to try it free for yourself. That's buildbook.co. All right, let's get back to the show. Good point, because I think social becomes kind of that credibility piece. Like, okay, I found these companies on Google. Now I'm going to go to social media, kind of check them out, see if they're legit, that sort of thing. So yeah, if blogging and SEO aren't on your radar going into next year, I would definitely put them at the top of the list. Your peers are putting at the top of your list. We would recommend to be at the top of your list, but yeah, that's super interesting. So what else is in here? What should people be thinking about? Yeah, let's take a look at the next section. So the next section is on ROI analytics and a budget. So we talked about this earlier in this episode, but numbers are important for you know builders in the sense of construction, but also in terms of marketing and sales analytics and things like that. So what we saw in this report is that not everyone is checking their analytics on a regular basis, which can be detrimental uh, to the success of their business. So it says here, over 35% of remodelers aren't checking their analytics regularly. So they don't know which tactics are working for them. They don't know what's bringing in the best ROI. They don't know all of those different marketing initiatives, if they're working or not. Yeah. And I think, you know, I feel like this is one that comes up year over year is not, not looking at analytics or not looking at reporting. And I think it just comes back to, at least for me, one of the big pieces is so much of a business has always been word of mouth referral and that started to fade away. It still exists and it's still a powerful channel for a lot of these guys. But I think with the newer generations, like getting of age where they're very, very comfortable on Google, on social, you're seeing word of mouth referral drop and then the rise of other channels. And so you didn't really need to look at analytics because maybe you weren't even doing any marketing to begin with. You know, it's like, well, I don't have anything to analyze. But now, I mean, you've got everyone's, you've got to have a website, you've got to have social, you've got to have all these pieces. And so, yeah, if you're not at least looking at it monthly, then you're probably missing out on something big. And I find too that 
I mean, you can quickly look at some of the data and say, well, gosh, this is working. Let's do more of it. This isn't working. Let's do less of it. You know, try to keep it simple. But I don't know. What were some of your takeaways from just this overall section here? I think a good thing to point out in this section that's on the same train as, you know, viewing your analytics regularly is that we did some comparison data and we saw that people who don't check their analytics don't think their marketing strategy is effective. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) What a surprise, right? (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that is, you know, kind of what we talked about, but this is the, the data backs it up, right? What we thought is if you aren't looking at the data, then you have a tendency to just think something isn't working. And I think the reason for that is you just see money going out the door And then you're getting leads, but you're maybe not tracking those leads. And you're just going, well, I always get all my business from word of mouth referral. And so I think you just start lumping things mentally in certain buckets and you go, oh, this channel never works or marketing never works for me. So that's why I I think, and I like seeing this point on the graph because it, I think it proves the effectiveness of actually just looking at the data. Right. Yeah. Just take a look at it. (laughs) (laughs) So the big takeaway from this section is, Look at your data, but also, you know, take that first step before you do the marketing initiative to put the tracking in place and then just follow up with it. Give it some time and then see if it's working. All right. What's our next section here? So our next section is the sales and CRM section. And our biggest takeaway from this area was that people either aren't using the tools that they have or they don't have the right tools. So what do you think about that? Yeah, the one um, about not using the tools they have is... I feel like, again, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I feel like that one's always in here. And I think with CRM, especially in sales, we think, oh, I'm just going to buy this tool and that will just solve all my problems. Mm -hmm. And then we quickly realize that, oh, it's just technology. If I don't use it, it doesn't do anything. It just sits there (laughs) collecting dust, basically. So I'm not surprised that that one makes it into the top every year. And so my takeaway from that is always just, hey, Pick something that's just simple, even if it doesn't have all the bells and whistles that you think you want. Or, you know, a lot of people pick a CRM and they look at all the features and they go through everything and they're like, this will do everything. And then you use 5% of it. I'd rather have you pick something that does maybe 50% of what something else can, but use all of it. So that's my big takeaway with CRM is just keep it simple, put the data in use the tool. Otherwise, it's just a waste. We definitely want to be able to use it. So I definitely agree with that point. Like you might not have everything that you think you need, but get something that you're actually going to use. Yeah. And with CRM, like the old, I don't know if it's an old adage at this point, (laughs) CRM is still fairly new technology, but it's typically, it's only as good as the data you're putting in. So if you're not putting any data in, you can't get reporting that you want to see. Um, It's not going to allow you to do any automation or fun things like that. And so just figure out what data do you need to put in there, build it into your process. Maybe it's the person that takes phone pre-qualification calls. They put in some basic info. Most importantly is lead source. You know, where did that lead come from? And that's going to flow back into those marketing, you know, tactics and strategy. Analytics. Yeah. Analytics. What do you know? These are all threaded together. Yes. Cool. So what else is in the report that people should know about? Yeah. The last thing I want to touch on was the data that we have collected year over year, because this is our, our second year doing this report. So now we have some interesting information that we can pull to see what has changed. Cool. So the top priorities for remodelers has changed. 
not all of them, but one of the biggest items that made the most significant jump was how-to videos in video marketing. So in 2019, only 11% of remodelers thought that was a top priority in marketing efforts, and it jumped up to 30% in 2020. That's a big jump. Yeah. So pretty much triple people said, okay, I got to get into the video game. Why do you think that that kind of rose to the top as one of the biggest movers, I guess, from 19 to 20? Yeah. I like to think that it is our marketing efforts to remodelers telling and telling you guys <laughs> do that, more video. Yeah. <laughs> that we need to do, we need to be doing more video. But besides that, I think people are starting to see the value of video. Facebook is pushing video. Social media sources want people to be creating that video content. So I think that contributes. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that, but the the social platforms prioritize video as performing better. And so that alone probably pushes some people to get into that channel. But we started doing video very, very, like, uh, I would say infrequently and inconsistently in the early years, you know, 2010, 11, 12, and then really started to pick it up the last several years. And there's so many applications for it. You know, it's great, like bite-sized video for social, but even just on your website or even in a nurturing program, like you mentioned earlier, you know, somebody downloads some content and then you can introduce yourself automatically through video and then they get to know you they're more likely to book a meeting, but even just when they get to that meeting, they feel like they already know you and it just sets the tone. So I think, I think people are starting to uncover those opportunities and they're going, oh, wow, I can actually use this to be more efficient and it can increase the power of some of the things I'm already doing. Yeah. I like that you bring up that, that trust factor too. If people are seeing your face, it's automatically building that trust. So. Yeah. Look at our faces. Are you building trust? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's so true though. I mean, we've been doing the podcast for a while and I'll get on sales calls and people have seen like video clips of the podcast or they've just seen me on social media. And because they've just seen a video, it's just way more powerful. And they feel like, oh, I already know Spencer a little bit. And so we have a few clients that are really starting to dive into video and they're doing Instagram stories and some short clips and and they're experiencing similar things where clients start talking to them are like, oh, I love your content or, you know, I feel like I already know you and like, what a powerful position to be in going into that first sales call. So what else is uh, in the before and after uh, section, kind of like what changed from last year to this year? The other thing that really stood out in the year to year data was the source that provides the highest quality leads for remodeler sales teams. Hmm. So in 2019, we had about 40% of respondents say that inbound practices, so inbound marketing, was their number one driver for the best quality leads. And on the flip side, they said that self-sourced leads from the sales team was about 55%. That was in 2019. In 2020, we saw those basically flip. So Interesting. Yeah. In 2020, we had the 50% of best quality leads coming from inbound and about 30% coming from self-source leads. Yeah. I feel like that data point almost just kind of like summarizes all of the things that we've talked about, which are just the industry kind of moving and, and catching up to the way people shop and buy and how people search for remodelers and all those kinds of things. So that channel is becoming more important, but it's also producing higher quality leads because it's just matching up with the giant shift of 
hey, I'm a consumer. I go to Google and this is just how people shop versus the old way. Yeah. Anything that that you saw out of that one where you're going, mm, I think this is going to jump even further next year. Or do you think that was just a fluke and it'll flip back? Or That's a good question. Um, I'm excited to see if the trend continues towards inbound practices. I would guess like my prediction is that yes, we'll continue to see those inbound leads becoming the higher quality leads. But I guess we'll find out next year. Yeah, we'll have to come back, clip out this thing. We'll throw it in next year's recording and we'll, we'll see if Nicole was right. Well, anyway, thank you, Nicole, for joining me today. I know you put a lot of hard work into building these reports. And hopefully for everybody listening, this data is helpful to you. That's why we create these reports. We want to give you the data so that you can make good decisions moving into next year. We have also got links to the report below uh, wherever you're listening to this or wherever you end up finding this. Um, You can download the full report. There's, I don't know, pages and pages of data here that you can come through, but it's all really good stuff. And Nicole's broken it all down with nice summaries, big takeaways, so that you guys, as you're working on your budgets for next year, you know where to allocate those dollars. So thanks again, Nicole, for joining me. Yeah, thanks again for having me. All righty. Thanks, guys. And we'll see you next time here on Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And as a quick reminder, text RADIO to 33777 for some free goodies as a thank you for listening to the show. And if you got some value from today's episode, I just ask that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and grow this awesome community of people who are working to improve their lives and their businesses. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.